Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm your co-host, Al. Oh, I'm your... (laughs) No! Keep it in. Keep it in. I'm your co-host, Al, and I'm here with my friend, D. Hi. When you now, when your voice starts cracking, <laughs> it will never happen. I'm gonna go from this to like smooth velvet. Guarantee that is not the case. No, no, no. I'm different. <laughs> Keeping all your cracks. I'm in, different. Buddy. Al, speaking of cracks, can I tell you a story? Please. Just between you and me. Okay. And if you know Private. people listen, you you know that's on them. Us talking loudly in the booth at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Because I tell you the story because um, as two people with chronic illnesses, yeah. we have to share stories that are horrendous and yes. scarring, but we have to laugh about it. We, you, we simply have to laugh. So I'm going to share this. Please. Al, as you know, I have a bladder problem. Yes. Uh, I have lots of something's, something's wrong down there. Uh-huh. So I had to get an ultrasound mm-hmm. for my uterus. And... It, as you may know, and as listeners know, that if you get an ultrasound in your pelvic region, your bladder has to be full. Yeah. And they give you very specific directions. And the nurses are, like, if they when they give you directions, if you don't follow the directions, they shame you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm a good, good directions boy. <laughs> I got to follow directions. But the problem is my bladder is very different from other people's. Yeah. So if I drink the recommended amount of water in the recommended time period... My bladder does not do well. Yeah. So I I drank a liter of water, and then I didn't go pee for three hours. This is, I go pee every half hour on the hour. So by time I drove to another city with a full bladder, I'm cramping. I'm in so much pain. And I look at the clock, and I still have five minutes to wait for them to call me. So I, I'm, and this is full of people. I'm at the lab. I'm bent over. I'm shaking. I'm going to, friend, I'm going to either piss myself or pass out and then piss myself. Oh, no. And I said, I don't think I can make it. I, like, I go to the nurse. I don't think I can make it. <laughs> and I say, can I relieve some pressure? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm like, what? She gives me a half cup <gasps> and says, you can fill this. Oh, no. <laughs> so... I am bursting. I think my bladder is going to explode. I take the half cup. I go in. She shuts the door. As soon as she shuts the door, the frantic energy I have to take off my pants before I piss myself, I drop the cup in the toilet. Oh, no. I drop my phone in the toilet. No. And I piss all over both. Oh, no. <laughs> and I cannot, I cannot stop it. And I look down and I'm just pissing on the pissing on the phone, the very phone I have today, folks, pissing maybe in the cup. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to stop. I maybe get like a cup out. It should be a half cup. And I thought, oh no, like they're not going to be able to measure this. And I, I just apologize to the nurse. And apparently it's over full. My bladder is too full. Oh no. So I have to relieve more pressure because they couldn't do it because it was too full. Oh my God. And I just said, but I was following directions. So I take my piss phone, and I, I I got the ultrasound. There's a lot of stuff wrong with me down there. <laughs> even the, but even the control that you have to get to that point, I couldn't do that. If they said just let out a little bit, I I couldn't. I and you know the the real whack thing was I probably let out like a cup and a half. Yeah. To relieve pressure, and then after the ultrasound, I peed up maybe two cups. 
Like, I don't know how much you could get in there, but I that couldn't. was over 500 milliliters easy. <laughs> Once I start, it's not stopping. Oh, I thing. have I have that pelvic control. I, I, you know. I had to be, I had to train. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is I've been, my, my, again, bladder's been weird. I've been sneezing and pissing a lot. Yeah. And I was thinking one sneeze and I'm one done. One sneeze, you're done. One sneeze and it's Mount fucking Vesuvius. And I've, my, I'll pretend I'm pregnant and my water has broken. <laughs> to save. I need to go. <laughs> my child. <laughs> I'm giving birth. Oh, the gramps. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I've been through lately. That's fair. Yeah, I think all my pelvic control went into my sphincter, so. Oh, yeah. That thing is <laughs> tight. That's all the same muscle, hey? Is it? The sphincter and all, yeah. It's well, all it only works there. in one direction for Oh, me. well. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ad Creeps, a podcast about ads. Yep. And also us and our chronic illnesses. Yay. So if you don't want to listen to about stories about piss, then you've come to the wrong place. But if you have a chronic illness, then you might find it comforting. Yeah, you might find it comforting. <laughs> that, you know what? Just remember, if something awful happens at a doctor's office, just remember the time D pissed on their phone and could not stop. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Phone's truly. fine, by the way. I didn't know phones were, like, waterproof and piss-proof. That's, that's yeah, wild. Yeah, You didn't even have to put in rice. I did put it in rice. And the rice soaked up the pee. <laughs> I do. And then have, you had a bunch of pee rice. I do have a cup of piss rice. <laughs> and our producer is very upset because he's very suspicious I'm going to put the piss rice back in the rice bowl. Oh, no. And bitch, I might. What you should do is get some Michelob, make a piss risotto. <laughs> a pisotto, if you will. <laughs> I will. Oh, I oh, won't. Oh, boy. Uh, what do we do in this podcast? We talk about ads. Yeah, we talk about ads. But before I talk about my ad for this week, yeah. last episode, I was so excited to be back that I forgot to introduce my season three game. <gasps> oh my gosh, let's do it. So eagle-eared listeners who were with us in season one may have noticed me constantly inserting Supernatural into the narrative of every episode I could. Yeah. And then finally- Without doing, me noticing. Without you noticing. And then yeah. doing in my final episode on, is, on a Supernatural, supernatural commercial. commercial. Uh, so this is going to be along the same themes. I have already begun subtly inserting- Oh no. This feels like podcast gaslighting, by the way. <laughs> no, it's a game. It's a game. It's a game. I'm subtly in- inserting a theme or themes okay. throughout. Okay. Um, and if you can kind of pick up on what I'm doing. I'm bringing out my board. It's got pictures and red string, baby. We're going for it. You put your own hair sample on it. <laughs> my, my writing, <laughs> my toenails, a picture of Ronald Reagan. And now I can't impersonate you. Yep. Now you can't kill me or impersonate me. It's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you if oh. you feel like oh that's the game. So uh, me and the listeners, yeah, if we know if we have the red strings, yeah, okay, okay. I would actually appreciate uh, my creeps out there, my listeners, if you you'll probably clue in before me. Please just DM me or like message me about it so I can because I don't want to be pooped again. Yeah, I don't want another supernatural happening. <laughs> Listen, I'm having fun. <laughs> oh, that's the only thing that matters. Okay. Wow. Tell me about your ad. We're getting along. <laughs> This is our getting along We're shirt. getting along. <laughs> Al, and I are in, Al and I are in one shirt. This podcast is our getting along <laughs> shirt. So sweaty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about adventure. Oh. What? Adventure. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me? Oh, sorry. No, yeah. No, you're right. I got the punctuation wrong. Uh-huh. Um, that's add, comma, venture capitalism. <laughs> I have prepared a report 
Okay. For my favorite econ teacher, Professor D. That's me! That's you! I'm not a great econ teacher, but well, we can keep going. You can grade this. Okay, I'm going to grade it. So Sorry, I grade out of four. Okay. Yeah. Four is like you're perfect. One is you didn't try. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to hit above a one. That's very easy. Okay. I don't give a lot of ones. <laughs> Fair. Hmm? <laughs> Personal, <laughs> personal joke to myself about you peeing. <laughs> I do give a lot of ones. You give a lot of ones. Just so much, I can't control it. <laughs> you give a lot of one. I give a lot of two. Oh. <laughs> okay. Slide one. Oh, click click. What is venture capitalism? Oh. Well, it's a bunch of dickheads with more money than sense, yeah. and without it, we wouldn't have the internet. <laughs> Al Gore did it. No. Oh. <laughs> Not him. Not him. So the earliest venture capitalists have names that are probably familiar to you, like J.P. Morgan, mm. the Vanderbilts, Ugh. the Whitney's, mm. the Rockefellers. Yes, all the bad men. The bad men. Uh, but modern venture capitalism has grown into something more accessible to people outside of existing American dynasties. It began with, uh, just after World War II, there was the creation of something called the American Research and Development Corporation. That sounds bad and fake. <laughs> It sounds like both. Yeah. Uh, it was intended to encourage private investment in businesses run by returning soldiers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, what year? So this was uh, it was just after World War II, Two. so we're in okay. 1946. Got it. Around the same time, J.H. Whitney, the American ambassador to the UK, created his own firm whose most successful investment was a form of powdered nutrition created to keep soldiers healthy overseas. Oh, Pedialyte. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost? Yeah. The war ended before the product could be realized, but mm. with monetary help from Whitney, Minute Maid became a household <gasps> name. Well, wait, juice power? Well, they originally conceived it as a powder for the army, and yeah. then they didn't get it out in time. Like a protein powder? So they Yeah, so they decided to switch it to a concentrate. Could you imagine, like, they're like, okay, folks, we're going to hit a big with this Minute Maid protein powder. Oh, we're... we're 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 almost done the war? No. No. They they start funding the Nazis so they can, <laughs> so they can keep going. No. I mean powdered minute maid is just tang, right? Oh, it is just tang. You're right. Yeah. There's something different about minute maid though. I had a lot of tang as a child. Did you? Yeah. Is tang actual juice or is it just orange? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I it's think just it's, orange. I don't <laughs> think it's just orange. I don't think it's actually juice. We had a lot of it when we were hiking. Ooh. I think it has like Sugar and stuff, you know. It definitely has sugar. Hey, folks, that's all it has. It's got sugar. It's all it's got. Oh, boy. Yeah, so Minute Maid became a household name advertised five days a week on the radio by Bing Crosby. <laughs> I like a bag of big oranges. I like a bag of powdered orange. <laughs> that was almost Jennifer, Con Jennifer Connolly. <laughs> oh, I want an orange real bad. Oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of White Lotus. <laughs> Slide two. Slide two. Where is venture capitalism? <laughs> Look under your seat. <laughs> you get a capitalism. You get a capitalism. I don't want it. So in the 60s and 70s, the majority of venture capitalist firms had found a niche in exploiting breakthroughs in electronic, medical, and data technology. Mm -hmm. As a result, they became heavily concentrated in an area of California that gave them easy access to the industrial area where semiconductor and computer technology were oh, rapidly growing. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Okay. And thanks to the venture investment, it created a feedback loop between the two. Oh, just like just jerking each other off back and forth forever. Oh, huh? yeah. Oh. You know it. Mm. But why was that specific area such a hotbed? Uh, they also did a lot of porn there. 
That's yeah, that's true, true. But that's not why. Oh, <laughs> I I was thinking hot bed, hot bed. Because that's they, a hot bed, baby. That's a hot bed. When you fuck a lot in a bed, it's a hot. It's a hot bed. Mm-hmm. It's like a hot mic. Because <laughs> you fuck on top of the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing your pervert ASMR stuff. <laughs> Okay, so in 1956, mm. a man named William Shockley moved home to Palo Alto to be closer oh. to his mother. Oh, a mom guy. <laughs> a, mom, a mom guy. A God, real mom guy. Never be a mom guy. You don't want to be a mom guy. Okay, here's the thing. In the, like, I would say the late aughts and early 2010s, there was a lot of boy moms. There's still boy moms, baby. There's still boy moms. That that introduces more mom, mom boys. boys. In adulthood, and they can't. Boy they, moms are producing mom boys at yeah, an alarming rate. I, I hate that. I just, they can't. You can't. <laughs> be an adult. Go through therapy, please. Don't be a mom boy. Don't be a mom boy. Oh. <laughs> so uh, 1956 was also the year that William Shockley won the Nobel Prize in physics. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this guy's for real. He's for real. <laughs> in Palo Alto, he started his laboratory, Shockley Semiconductor, and began recruiting. As historian and author Leslie Berlin puts it, he was coming home and he was on the lookout for what he called hot minds. <laughs> oh, and this is the porn. <laughs> yeah. I have a hot bed. I need a hot mine. <laughs> need gonna... a hot mine in my hot bed. Look, I've got a, oh, I've got a couple semiconductors that I, <laughs> I really think you could be interested in. <laughs> Does <laughs> that do it to you? Yeah, I loved it. Awesome. Unfortunately, William Shockley sucked so bad that his employees <laughs> couldn't stand working for him. That happened a lot. In, a lot, a lot. In, uh, in Silicon Valley, huh? Yeah. In this case, eight of them left his company to form their own firm, Fairchild Semiconductor, earning them the nickname The Traitorous Eight. Oh, I like that, yeah. though. I do like that. The bad boys. The bad boys of semiconductors. <laughs> Gross. I don't even know what a semiconductor is. It just conducts, it conducts semis. Semis. As far as I understand it, <laughs> the semis are conducted. Semis are like a half flaccid dick, right? Yeah. Okay. And it conducts I conduct them. those. I'm I good also at that. conduct those. <laughs> but you know, I never go semi. It's a full conductor. It's with always me. a full conductor. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm a magic man, baby. <laughs> uh, well, so were these eight. We're getting. Uh, this podcast, folks, if you listen to season one and two, we're not this we're horny. We're not this horny. But something is in the air. I was just brewing during those seasons. Yeah, you and were. Now that you're, and now I'm joining in. Yeah. <laughs> There's no estrogen left in my body. We're just and egging just... each other on. <laughs> <laughs> so out of Fairchild, numerous tech startups were spun, including massive names like Intel, mm. AMD, Caltech, Nortech, Union, Carbide Electronics. Jeez. And many more. Okay. All with the help of venture capital. Mm. Here are some additional facts about William Shockley. Okay. Shockley sounds like a Pokemon. It does, yeah. That's one of my like facts for him. He zaps you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact that I get That's to. a fact, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's good. Uh-huh. Uh, and it fits perfectly with the other three that I have. Okay. So he was one of the first recruits to Bell Labs. Okay. In 1945, he wrote a report for the U.S. War Department that helped influence the Truman administration's decision to use atomic bombs on Japan. In, like, in a positive manner. Like, you should you do this. To. Great. Awesome. Uh, he was a race theorist, white nationalist, and advocate of eugenics, oh. which was his main platform when he ran for the Republican nomination for Senator of California in 1982. Oh. And he came eighth. He shouldn't have come at all. <laughs> Lord. He should have been non-conducted. He should have been non-conducted. Not, no semis for him. <laughs> Slide three. Click, click. 
What's a disruptor? <laughs> we're all disruptors, man. <laughs> we're all disrupting something. Man, we're all disrupting. We're all disrupting. We're <laughs> Politics, you know, your mind. We're disrupting podcasting by being trans. Yeah, what are you going to fucking do about it? <laughs> we're... This energy, what is happening? We're disrupting comedy podcasts by not being funny. <laughs> by talking about piss the first half hour. <laughs> what are you going to fucking do? Turn us off? Do it. We don't care. We don't fucking care. We don't get paid. <laughs> Please pay us. We have a Kofi. <laughs> if you don't pay us, we'll play World of Warcraft. <laughs> Did we talk about that no. on the podcast? Okay, folks, we're both very close to playing World, World of Warcraft. Um, but the only thing holding me personally back is I don't have enough room for our podcasting recording app software on my computer and World of Warcraft. So the podcast is the only thing holding me back. <laughs> so if you want us to keep podcasting, you have to give me an excuse not to to download World of Warcraft. We need your help. This is a telethon. This is, <laughs> you can make a dragon boy in World of Warcraft. You can make know? a dragon boy, and they're hot. And they're all hot and trans, and I love them so much. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure this podcast is fine, too. <laughs> Bitch, give me an excuse. <laughs> oh, Okay, so disruptors. Yeah, disruptors. One of the main ideas that work in Silicon Valley and one of the main things that venture capitalists have served to propel monetarily mm. over the past six decades is the idea of disruptive innovation. I hate this. I don't like this. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like it either. Yeah, no, we just don't like it. I don't it. like it at all. But oh, I think I like you're gonna that. like I think you're gonna like where we go. Of course. A disruptive innovation is one that either creates a brand new market or enters at the bottom of an existing market and displaces the firms and products that are at the top, ultimately changing the market, the technologies in it, and the wealth generated by it significantly. This is like some Steve Jobs bullshit. Oh yeah. I hate this. That's why disruptive innovations usually come from startups or other places that are seen to be outside of the existing market. An example would be plastics-based fabric like DuPont's Dacron and Lycra, which paved the way for acrylics to overtake natural fibers. Yeah, and paved the way for some great drag outfits. <laughs> and some great microplastics. Oh. <laughs> Between glitter and Lycra, man, we're, the drag community is really doing it to, <laughs> doing it to the environment. <laughs> Uh, so the concept of, of disruption and disruptive innovation was coined by business theorist Clayton M. Christensen in 1995. Oh. But it's actually an idea that's much older. Very old. Karl Marx wrote oh. along similar lines <laughs> that modern society has conjured up such gigantic means of production and of exchange. It is like a sorcerer who is no longer able to control the powers of the netherworld whom he has called up by his spells. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's some D&D bullshit. Fucking sick-ass shit, Karl Marx. <laughs> and as a result, Marx explained, a capitalist economy needs to regularly destroy both existing forms of commerce and industry, as well as the accumulated wealth in order to keep itself alive. Oh, it's like, uh, was a snake that eats its own tail? Ouroboros. Yeah, Ouroboros. <laughs> I love it. Essentially, because capitalism is not a perpetual motion machine, it can't keep itself going and going without falling on the sword of one of its inherent contradictions, like, for example, unrest due to growing class divide or an uneven accumulation of wealth even amongst the upper class. I hate this. <laughs> so what Marx is saying is that there's an enforced destruction that annihilates a large amount of wealth quite violently so that the systems can return to a prior, less dire state. Oh. Austrian-born economist... Joseph Schumpeter later termed this creative destruction, and it also came to be known as Schumpeter's Gale. And he argued that actually it was a good thing. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Mm. Wrong move. Wrong move. Yeah. Bad, actually. Bad move. 
He described the phenomenon as the process of industrial mutation that continually revolutionizes the economic structure from within, incessantly destroying the old one, incessantly creating a new one. A disruption, if you will. Okay, so let me get this straight. Yeah. <clears throat> so you have you have a market, you have products in that market, yeah. and it gets so bad, and, and I guess consumers are starting to be aware of how bad the situation is, how bad the cycle is. Yeah. And we're in the point, like, it's, you know, overproduction and stuff we don't need, and, like, it, we keep buying and it makes us feel bad, and we're getting used to the fact that, hey, maybe it's bad, and then there's a new product so new that we're like, oh, but it's good, though. But yeah. this is good. Yeah. Is that, is that? But also it could be like, you know, the existing structure of, of a technology, yeah. you know, is the thing that's upholding the market. Oh, okay. And then when that reaches a point where it's no longer sustainable, uh, okay. the market falls. Got it, got it, got it. And we're all having a bad time. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And then there's a new product to uplift it again. Yeah. Got so it. So they're saying that that economic like bad phones. time we all have uh -huh. is on purpose. Oh, God. <laughs> Like yeah, smartphones yeah. and okay, got absolutely, it, got it, got absolutely, got it. cool. Not cool, but you know. Slide four. Oh, what happened in the year two thousand? So much. <laughs> Let's see, um, I yeah, hit me. Hit me. Uh, what grade were we in? What grape? G grade. Oh, <laughs> grape. I was, <laughs> what grade were we in? <laughs> what were we grade nine? I also kind of thought you maybe said grave, and I was like, <laughs> "What grave are we in?" This now? makes more sense, but I'm gonna go with grave. <laughs> Let's see. I walk into my first grade nine classroom. I'm wearing a puka shell necklace and a Hawaiian shirt. I sit down in biology. Uh, there's a very cute girl who's the first person who talks to me, and she thinks I'm a boy, and it makes me feel real good. <gasps> oh my god! And she holds that secret until we graduate. That she thought I was a boy. Wow. Yeah. And then she told me when we graduated, I'm like, oh, that's so funny. And inside my heart's like, oh, that felt good. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, that's what happened in the year 2000. The year 2000, I was in eighth grade. Yeah. My hair was growing out from when I cut it short going into seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> it's a blank. <laughs> I had crushes on the worst types of boys. Oh, we all uh, did. By which I mean annoying nerds. Yeah. Oh, God. What else? Shrek came out. Yeah, Shrek was there. Man, he's great. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad my friend Shrek, Shrek was there. <laughs> I needed him. Yeah, we did. We he he came at a time we all needed. Yeah. Pre 9/11. <laughs> but uh, so for for venture capital firms. Yeah. Throughout the 80s, they were still keeping it pretty low key, recovering from the 1987 stock market crash. Yeah. Oh, that's weird, actually. That oh. There was a stock market crash. Oh, that was weird. I wonder what happened? Uh, computers. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> computers are dumb, and they program computers to, and they thought they were smart. And then um, they were dumb and started selling when they shouldn't have, and it collapsed the fucking market. So funny. Um, but the winds of the previous decade in the technology sector led venture capital firms to fertile ground Gross. in the 1990s. Gross. With the growth of startups based around the World Wide Web. Oh, the bubble. The bubble. We love da it. Bubble. <laughs> da bubble. Da bubble. Da bubble. Wow. <laughs> She's here. We got no troubles. Life is the bubbles. <laughs> in here in Silicon Valley. <laughs> so here are a few of the internet companies funded by venture capitalists in the 90s. Netscape, oh, Yahoo, wow. AOL, oh. Netcom, Lycos, Excite, CompuServe, CNET, <laughs> E-Trade, and Amazon. Oh, wow. 
As the internet grew in popularity, declining interest rates released more capital to invest, and the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997 split the capital gains tax in half, which lowered the risk for speculative investments. So the stage was set for investors to basically go wild and drop their cash into any startup with .com in the name in hopes that it would be the next Ask Jeeves. Jeez. Next ask Jeeves. Is Jeeves still around? I don't know, man. I think he retired. I he was, he was old for a to long start time. With. Yeah, he was not <laughs> he was old when he got pre, in the game. Pre-Google and like <laughs> oh god. Uh, so with money pouring in, the dot-com companies were also going hog wild on spending. Mm-hmm. For Super Bowl 34, mm. by which I mean XXXIV. What year is this? Do you remember? Do you have? Which aired in January 2000. Whoa, okay. 17 of the 61 ad spots were purchased by dot-com companies, <gasps> up from two in 1999. That gave me a- ASMR tingles. Really? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get them from. Commercials. Oh, my Oh my God. That's that's what it is. Yeah. My trigger is talking about ads. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I'm an ad pervert. You are an ad pervert. Yeah. We, but that's why we're the ad That's creeps. why we're the ad creeps. We're changing the name of the show to Ad Perverts. <laughs> it's not a pun, but we like it. <laughs> oh, my God. So at the time, the cost for a 30-second commercial for the in the Super Bowl was roughly $2 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. It was a lot. Jesus Christ. Companies were also spending out the asshole trying to manage any risk associated with the Y2K issue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And despite successfully dodging that pit trap, in March 2000, the market peaked, prompting a rapid sell of dot-com company stocks before any gains from the year could be taxed in April. Oh, my God. So that it would be hitting right in February. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then everyone's like, we got to fucking get rid of these stocks so that we don't get taxed on them. Yeah. By 2001, only three dot-com companies purchased Super Bowl ads, as many needed to greatly rethink their advertisement spending. Oh, my God. In autumn of that year, the September 11th attacks had a huge impact on the stock market as well. Yeah. A final kick that sent us rolling down the slope to land in the mud pit at the bottom, which we, teenagers at the time, understood as the recession, a bad thing that was happening to us personally. You know, it's so funny. I remember I, I remember the recession, and I remember um, my parents thought it was a really good idea to go to, go to Disney World during the recession because no one was there. And we, it was like the, it was 2001 and it was like, right, right. I would say like fucking right. I think it was December, right after 9-11. Oh no. And I think the thing was like, my friends were like, well, no one will be there. And they were right. No one was there. It was great. Oh my God. That's incredible. (laughs) Okay. We're going to play a game. We're going to play a game. I'm going to give you the name of a company that fizzled when the dot-com bubble burst. And I want (gasps) you to tell me two things. How's it spelled? Oh, I can't spell. And what did it sell? Okay. Oh, I love this game. I'm so good at it. Okay. Your first one is yeah. beans.com. B beans.com. B E A N Z.com. And it sold I want to say beans. <laughs> but I would say it sh- it sells it's like a stock trader. Like beans as in money. Okay, yeah. so you're partially right. Really? Because it is B-E-E-N-Z. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a website that sold a digital currency called Beans. It's crypto? Well, except that it's not no, no, created no, no. by, you know. Oh, my God. But yeah, it was, a, it was, it was Beans. 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 I got the Z. And you could earn your beans by shopping online or going to different websites. Fuck me, Beans. Where you could spend your beans, I don't know. <laughs> Next one. Yeah. Siberian Outpost. Uh, Siberianoutpost.com. 
S, no, sorry, C Y B, I can't spell E E N <laughs> Outposts. Wow, okay, wild. I'm trying to get in the 90s.com, <laughs> Siberian Outpost. And they were like a Wayfair, like they sold um, like uh, uh, quote unquote ethnic furniture. <laughs> Vaguely ethnic furniture. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like at like Pier One. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's what it is. You are again close. It's uh, so Siberian. Just the C Y B is the different part. So it's C Y B E R I A N. Is C Y B okay? Yeah, you got that. Okay, I'll give you that one. It was one of the first successful online shopping websites. Whether they sold ethnic furniture, I they, don't know. I'm going to tell you they did. They yeah, absolutely they absolutely did. did. They absolutely but, uh, did. They also reached a peak market capitalization of one billion dollars. Jesus and Christ. used controversial marketing campaigns, including a Super Bowl ad in which fake gerbils were shot out of a can. I, I remember that. Yeah? I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they're like, oh no, did people hurt these hamsters? Gerbils? Yeah. Gerbils? I do remember that. They were slamming against something, right? Do you remember that commercial? I don't remember it. And they shot gerbils, and I think they hit a wall or something. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Well, they were fake gerbils. They were so. fake gerbils, but they looked real going in. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> That's what someone said to me. Next. Yeah. Flues.com. Flues.com. F-L-O-O-Z.com. Flues.com. And it is a uh, sunglasses hut. <laughs> a, su- a sunglasses hut, yeah, specifically. Yeah, sunglasses hut. Yeah, they sell sunglasses like sunglasses Oh, uh, well, you get the name right. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it was also a digital currency. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't know there was that many beans out there. There are a lot of beans out there. Wow. Uh, it was famous for having Whoopi Goldberg as a spokesperson. Holy crap. <laughs> Next up, free. Free. P-H-R-E-E. Free.com. Uh, and it's like a coupon code, like honey. Oh, well, I'm sorry. No, F R E E I. I could have gone with that. And it it was at the time the fifth largest internet service provider oh. in the U S. Okay, okay, okay. It was famous for its mascot, Baby Bob. <gasps> we did a commercial about that. We did do. We, we did, did Baby Bob about that. Okay, the Baby okay. Bob TV the show. Baby, I was like that. That springs up a... I thought I remember that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, this is fun. You got three more. Three more? Yeah. Okay. Razorfish. Uh, R-A-Z-O-R-P-H-I-S-H, and it sells only fish finals. <laughs> That's sick, honestly. <laughs> I wish that was it. Yeah. Uh, no, well, you were, you got it half right. Yeah. R-A-Z-O-R-F-I-S-H, oh. an internet advertising consultancy, oh. uh, who has become famous in recent years for the sort of word of mouth about the worst office party ever that they had what? in 1997. What was it? Uh, it was thrown at their, like, their loft office. Yeah. It had Brazilian music and belly dancers, and 2,000 Krispy Kreme donuts and 4,000 White Castle burgers were served by... As it says in all the news articles, transvestites. <laughs> now, folks, I'm sure that's not the case, but we can't know. If there's one thing transsexuals love, it's Krispy Kreme donuts. We, we love to serve you a white castle. <laughs> and we're, we're just happy to be paid. Oh, my God. They didn't, they didn't get paid. They didn't get paid at all. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, my God. I hate them now. Second to last. Okay. Excite. Oh, X, like a little hash, yeah. I-T-E, 
com. That's a good guess. Uh, and it is uh, like um, like an internet provider. Like you buy your you buy your dot uh, uh, coms from, oh. or you buy your dills from dills could, and vibes. Could get your dills and vibes. They are exciting. Yeah. Uh, I tricked you on this one. What? It's just spell regular. No! <laughs> E-X-C-I-T-E. Who does that in the 90s? I no know. one. It's, why, why bother? Why bother? So Excite was a web portal uh, founded by a man named Joe Krauss and some other people that promised to be the AOL of broadband. <laughs> just because you say you're the something of something doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're, mean you're the anything. anything. <laughs> and you know how we know? Because in 1999, you passed over the opportunity to buy Google for $1 million. <gasps> no! And then again for 750000 Absolutely not. And then you filed for bankruptcy two years later. Wow, losers. <laughs> Dickheads. You should have spelt it right you with a Justin X. X hyphen I T E. Yeah. And then finally, my favorite what? of them, mm-hmm. Transmeta. <laughs> Hell yeah. T R A N S. It's just spelled right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. M E T A dot yeah. com. Um, and it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a portal. Where it just has all the media with trans people in it. Ah. And so we can go find, like, if I want to read a trans book, I can go find it. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? That'd be sick, actually. So sick. I would love that. So good. Uh, no, they made semiconductors. Ah, <laughs> oh, the most trans of all. <laughs> uh, oh, good, um, game, good, good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. There is one. Now, I do want to say there is one that I think you're missing. Oh, yeah. And I think that maybe this is the commercial. Oh, well, let's see. Okay. I'm really excited. But which one of these millennium era failures are we looking at this week? <gasps> I'm actually going to show you two ads. Okay. One is from 2000. Yeah. And one is from 2001. Uh-huh. The first one, riding high on a wave of unlimited money and opportunity, is probably one of the most talked about names in conjunction with the bursting of the dot-com bub. Is it, can I say, is it a woof woof? <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> So pets.com yes, came out of the gate hard in so hard. November 1998 with a big marketing budget that saw them score an appearance in the 1999 Macy's Parade yes. and a 2000 Super Bowl ad with a mascot designed by the firm who created the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Yeah, it's a sock puppet and I love puppet. him. Unfortunately, they were hit hard by the bubble's blast and just two calendar years after launching, Fuck me. as the country debated the results of the 2000 presidential election, <laughs> Pets.com called it quits and liquidated their assets. I love these commercials. I'm so excited. Can I ask you an important year 2000 question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you prefer your chads to be dimpled, hanging, or pregnant? Oh, hanging, baby. You gotta have Absolutely them hanging. hanging. You gotta hang. <laughs> you gotta hang some chads. Need a hung chad. Well. <laughs> hung chad, pregnant virgin? Oh Is that God. what it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In 2001, Pets.com were uh, one of many dot-com failures lambasted in a Super Bowl ad for E-Trade, which oh. you may find weirdly familiar. So yeah. That's the second ad I'll show you. Okay, okay. But before I go to commercial... Okay. I do want to mention that, as we all know, venture capitalism has made a huge comeback. Not only has it yes. crawled out of the startup cesspool that is Silicon Valley, Ugh. it's seemingly everywhere. For example, have you heard of 32 Equity? No. I wouldn't be surprised if you hadn't because oh. it's intentionally kind of hush-hush, but 32 Equity is the NFL's venture capital arm. Oh, my God. Gross. <laughs> 
Each of the 32 NFL teams contributes equally <gasps> to the fund to a current invested total of $96 million. And they invest in whatever. Yeah. They don't pay tax, eh? No. No, they don't. According to Kevin LaForce, the senior vice president who heads the firm as part of his job duties, the mm. goal of the fund is to capitalize on shifts in fan experience and sports business. Sports business. Sports business. <laughs> he says, there's all this disruption. And with that comes interesting innovations and ideas. Mm. Good call, Kev. And if disruption really is an intentionally destructive element of capitalism, sort of self-imposed disaficy and fail-safe, <laughs> let's just hope the next calamity can take the NFL down with it. I would love it. <laughs> We'd all love it. I'd love it. We'd as all long, be stoked. Just like, okay, sports are okay. And I, whatever sport you like, I am pro sports. Sports are good. I love sports. NFL, bad. FIFA, bad. Bad. World by Wrestling, just got Vince McMahon back, bad. Uh, uh, F1, absolutely fucking bad. Yes. Okay. Just uh, pay taxes. Number one, you could pay taxes. <laughs> that's the that's the bare minimum. Actually, the bare minimum is not hurting your athletes. Yeah, or not saying get back in the game, boys, yeah. as soon as someone gets a life threatening injury. Like, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm so excited for Pets.com. I'm very excited. This too. ad is a, a a childhood favorite. Oh, I'm so glad. I love it dearly. If you'd like to watch along with us, uh, go to your sources. We'll return after these messages. Okay, Dino. I gotta go to a lot of stores to get what you like. I'll be back. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, baby. Please don't go. Hey man, I'm getting car sick. I think I'm in a boot. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk about this dog. I would love to just, before we start, yeah. one guess, who do you think voices the puppet? I know this, but I don't. Whomst? It's Mike Lee in black. Oh! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I knew that in my bones. Maybe yeah. that's why I liked it so much. I Could was be. into Michael Ian Black back oh, then. Oh yeah, that makes sense. He's a funny little guy. Uh, we have a little. We have we have a sad dog. <laughs> so sad. And the do and the dog is sad because the human has to go buy food. Yeah. And the dog doesn't understand that the human has to leave to buy food, and so he's sad. And then the the dog puppet is in the background. It's that really shot good. was it's very, very funny. Good. And the dog puppet is singing about like well, why are you leaving us and this and that. And he's got a little microphone. He's just a great sock puppet. And you have a turtle crying, you have a budgie, and there's a cat who doesn't look like she's That's their upset. want to do, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, the whole thing is like, you don't have to leave your pet. You can just order stuff online. And uh, they don't mention that like they did it below cost. And they had no infrastructure, so they couldn't ship anything on price. And so they were losing money daily. Yeah. Um, they were really ahead of their time, actually. <laughs> uh, truly. They were truly, truly ahead of their time. And uh, and then it ends with the little dog puppet voiced by Michael Ian Black getting sick in the car. And it's very cute. Yeah. He's a little Kermie. Very good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There was lots of these commercials. There were. There were a lot. They did, made a lot of commercials. They put more money into the commercials than anything. I would say that's accurate. Yes. And then they... And then they they were like, oh, we put a lot of money into those commercials and we're losing money daily on the website. Oops. <laughs> and they put money into a fucking float, like a balloon of the puppet for the Macy's parade. I forgot. I didn't know that, like, the Macy's Day Parade is just money. It's like, it's just companies that oh, put money into money. it. Oh, it's just money. Yeah, it's just money. It's all just money. 
If it's not money, then it's Thanksgiving. <sighs> and that's bad, too. I, you know, I do miss the Wild West days in the early 2000s when you had these small companies doing some wacky shit. <laughs> there was some fun to be had, for sure. So uh, Al also showed me the E-Trade commercial yeah, with the, the monkey. The, from the following year. Yeah, and that was in the Super Bowl? That was a, t- a 2001 Super Bowl Jeez. ad. You put a monkey, you don't see monkeys in Super Bowl ads anymore. <laughs> you really don't. Gosh, gosh. And it's also a allegory to the crying native. There's a there's an homage a to the parody, monkey. parody, I would say. I would say, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say an homage. Uh, with the monkey crying because the little dog puppet is dead. It's yeah. very funny. I liked it. I love this puppet so much. Yeah. It's so but close it's, to my heart. It's 2023. It's 2023. And Pets.com, you know, Pets.com, it did a, it did an Amazon before Amazon, right? Yeah, but it... Yeah. But badly. Badly. Uh, because Amazon also is doing stuff below cost. Oh, yeah. And they get their money back by not paying their workers. Yes. That's how they make their money. By saying pee in your truck. Yeah. That's, it says you don't get to pee. Do what D did and <laughs> have your bladder burst and then put your phone in the toilet. To pee on your phone, they pee on, pee on your phone. You have to say. pee on your phone. <laughs> so, you know what's really popular on the TikTok? What? Borzois. You love these guys. I love these you guys. Love these long snoot dogs. You know what it is? It's just a long like I don't know if you've seen, but if you put a long white sock with that's a, little, a Borzoi, basically with a little black nose, that's it. You got one. That's your new sock puppet, and it doesn't move its lips or anything, and it just it just swings it swings its head towards the camera. Oh, I love this. And you got to do the Miss Piggy. When I do it for you, <laughs> don't I do it? You? Your Miss Piggy is almost as good as your Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to pour away real bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's just, I think what it is, it's, it's okay, pandemic dogs. Yeah. They're out of control. They are out of control. They're out of control. And you cannot leave your house because if you leave your house, you have not trained your dog, nor Craig trained your dog. And if you leave, they will bark forever. Yeah. Dogs don't get tired of barking. They will just continue barking. They'll rip out your couch. They'll piss and poop everywhere because you haven't told them that it's okay when I leave. And so (laughs) Pets.com is now, I would say they're going to switch it up. Yeah. They're not selling products. They're selling other dogs. What? They're selling dogs. They're selling dogs. They're selling comfort dogs. They're a puppy mill. They're a puppy mill. (laughs) They're selling dogs below cost. And what they're doing is, if your dog's sad, get another dog. Because as far as you, your dog knows, when you walk out that door, you are gone. dead. You're gone. I think what my dog thinks, and my dog's okay because he's, he's chill, but like I think my dog looks at me when I leave every day because the only place he's been in the car is the park or w- doggy daycare. Oh, he thinks you're going there without so him. So he thinks I'm probably going to the park or doggy daycare without him because where else do we go? Yeah. Right? So it's like a, a look of betrayal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if your dog's sad, just here, go to pets.com, get a new pet. Oh, I hate it. Double pet. Are you going to mess both of them up? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Did you mess up one pet real bad? Yes. Does he have a complex? Absolutely. You know what you need? A second pet. Low infrastructure and live animals are a great combination. Right? Because like, here's the thing. The the shelters are full, so pets.com is just going to fix that. <laughs> And then it's the Borzoi. It's the Borzoi. And it's just looking at you. It's looking at the pet. It's just singing the little the Miss Piggy song. And then a second one comes in. And then the second one comes in. They like smooch. And it's pets.com. Get a second pet. <laughs>
Yeah. Hate it. No overhead. Just, <laughs> just more pets. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for doing that ad. You're welcome. Um, You know what also I love yeah. is when our beautiful listeners, The Creeps, gives us an email. I love that. And you can actually email us at iCreeps at gmail.com. And you know what I love even more is when you send us a local app. I love that. Okay. This is from Daryl. And I think Daryl has emailed us a lot and has given us a lot of great local ads. we love that. Yes, we love that. Daryl writes, I'm writing to share a local ad that, well, so it's not the one that I just saw on TV, but it's from the same company and objectively worse than the one I saw on TV. (laughs) Ads for Joe's Body Shop in Perry, uh, is it Missouri, I think, always features this cigar-smoking pug, except when the pug was, much to our shock, wearing a mask during the heart of the pandemic. Oh, no. Well, no, that's good. Pugs should be all right. Yeah, that's true. Whose voice is a bad Sopranos knockoff. This Mm -hmm. particular ad with a few words swapped out could also be an ad for a Republican political candidate. Oh, no. So, actually, Daryl got us two. So, we're going to watch the first one because, God, I love it. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much, Daryl. Thank you, Daryl. Let's watch this bad pug. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. You can watch the pug, too, if you go to our sources. Come here, closer. Let's talk about deer. I don't mean my dear grandma Sophia. I'm talking about those hairy four-legged creatures with the beady eyes. You know, the ones that stare at you all the way down the road. Then at the last minute, the jumps out in front of you. And just like that, you're in the crash zone. So next time you meet one of mother nature's special creatures in the crash zone, Remember Joe's Body Shop in Perry, where quality is no accident. I think MI is actually Michigan. Oh, MI is Michigan. MO is Missouri. Oh, that makes more sense. I'm sorry, Americans. I'm not. You got too many. You got too many M states. You got too many states (laughs) in general. It's time to take a couple out. Uh, This pug. I like the voice. <laughs> I was expecting, here's what I was expecting yeah. when Daryl sent us this ad. I was expecting like a CGI pug. Oh. But this is just a static pug. He is. And they photoshopped a big stogie. And the like smoke is like the stamp tool. Yeah. This- <laughs> <laughs> and the, the pug is showing a slideshow. Yes. I kind of like it. It's ah, kind of good. It's kind of good. He's rude. He's rude. He said the word bimbo. A triumph should probably sue, sue this, this guy. Up. Actually, this works. This works. <laughs> In a fight, who who would win? Triumph, the pest.com dog, this dog, or a borzoi? <laughs> probably the pug. I think the pug. The pug is the scrappiest for sure. The pug is the it, scrappiest. It's called that deer a bimbo. Yeah. <laughs> The deer's eyes. It's all about um, you go, you get, you hit a deer. Cause, and it's the deer's fault. It is the deer's fault. <laughs> it's the most important thing this commercial has to communicate. Didn't you know that, um, d- hey, deer, didn't you know that this earth is now ruled by vehicles? Well, cars drive here. Okay, yeah. get, okay. get out get, of the get way. Get the fuck out here. And when you hit a deer, it is messy. Yeah, it's absolutely it's messy. Uh, and so you can go to Joe's and they'll, t- they'll take care of it They'll for bang you. it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was also struck by Joe's um, logo, yeah. which is very rat fink. Oh, Did you yeah, see? Yeah, it was, right? Yeah. And that was a very specific aesthetic that I don't find pleasing. <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. Uh, I love, I, hey, if I hit a deer, I'm going to go out to Missouri or Michigan. I don't know which one. And I'm going to get my car fixed at Joe's. And I won't hit a deer because I don't drive. <laughs> 
Wow, you're saving nature. <laughs> uh, if you have an ad that features a very cute dog or a bad dog or a borzoi, you can email us at creeps at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps, or you can find us on our coffee at coffee.com slash adcreeps, where you can send us money if you want us to keep podcasting instead of playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, I'm so close. <laughs> it's the hair's breadth. Okay, I really have to piss, and we know how that works out, so I better go now. Until next time, we we are are signing off. off. Bye. Bye. But first, a word for my spouse. Piss. (laughs) There they go. (laughs) Yeah, right on my phone. (laughs) No.